Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, I'm going to discuss the Lakers' role in the potentially upcoming Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks trade, uh, what the return for the Lakers could be, why they would do such a thing, and why they might not pull the trigger on the Indiana Pacers trade. It's being pretty widely reported at this point that the Lakers could help or probably will help facilitate uh, a trade between the Utah Jazz and the New York Knicks that would send Donovan Mitchell to New York. Uh, what the Lakers would be getting and 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 uh, their role in the trade is, is obviously going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, but so far, what I think probably makes the most sense, just based on some of the stuff that you kind of hear out there, is that the Lakers would probably wind up with Evan Fournier, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Cam Reddish. I told you guys before that Reddish is probably going to be involved in one of these deals. The Lakers have been eyeing him now for a while. I think Clutch has wanted to get him in L.A. and next to LeBron so that he can uh, reinvigorate a career that is going nowhere currently. He was very bad last year. Uh, he very much looks the part. Like he, He's a big wing, very athletic. Jumper is okay looking. Not something that it's not like Michael K. Gilchrist or anything like that. He, he looks the part. Uh, but more importantly than anything, he's clutch. And uh, be, meaning with a K. We, he doesn't get to play often enough for us to figure out whether or not he's, uh, he's clutch with a C. But... Uh, yeah, th- this I think again, just based on some of the stuff that's swirling out there, uh, and I know that I have said that there have been likely situations and likely outcomes to all of this along the way. Uh, first, it was Kyrie Irving, and then it looked likely that the Indiana Pacers deal was going to happen, and then now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking as I'm talking to now, uh, it looks like the Lakers might send Russ to Utah instead. Uh, Look, these things are very fluid, and what it was always going to come down to, I think, was which uh, recipient of Russell Westbrook was going to be willing to take him and send a somewhat useful player in return uh, without the Lakers having to include that second first-round pick. And yeah, I think if it comes down to it, if this three-team trade uh, actually goes down, the Lakers would probably only be including that that one uh, first round pick probably in 2027, and that allows them to remain uh, a little bit more flexible as the season goes along and uh, as the years go along. In case, like LeBron said the other day for with Sports Illustrated, in case uh, Bryce James uh, is is uh, draft eligible at that time. I feel like I went into Woj mode there, like like in terms of the cadence. I didn't like that. That didn't sound good. I'm never doing that ever again. Now I'm sure you're wondering, well, shit, what what happened with Indiana? Right, <laughs> that that seemed likely. It seemed like the the pieces were fitting together. The Lakers have been after Buddy Heald for what feels like half a decade now. Uh, what happened there? And again, what it appears to be coming down to is. Which team is willing to take on Russell Westbrook and send something back uh, that doesn't require the Lakers setting both of their future first-round picks? The Lakers apparently uh, do not think that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald is enough to put them back into title contention, and as such will not be including that 
uh, second first round pick here uh, and sending it to Indiana. I frankly disagree. I think if you don't think that the best shooter that the Lakers have ever had and the best front court player that Anthony Davis has ever played with uh, outside of LeBron James, if you don't think those two players put you back into title contention, that's kind of implicitly saying something about LeBron and AD, uh, but whatever. It, it, it seems like uh, that ship has sailed, and at, at least as of now, that, that ship has sailed. We'll see how things change here in the next week or so, uh, but if the Lakers wind up not making that trade with Indiana, it's going to be because they did not want to include that that second first rounder. And, you know, that 2029 player better be pretty damn good. I do really want really quickly want to hit on something here because I, I, I think it feels like a bit of an intellectual trick that's being played. When you say that if the Lakers are including both of their first round picks and the expectation in doing so is putting you right back into title contention, uh, that gives you kind of an excuse to be inactive or to sit this one out or to make a less inspiring trade. And I think whatever, like if it is Evan Fournier and his kind of crappy contract, he was bad last year in New York. And if it's uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, who has slid a little bit, was a phenomenal shooter last year and will clearly be able to do that, but you kind of get a little nervous about what the defense might look like uh, with Fournier and with Bogdanovich out there. And if uh, Patrick Beverly shows any slippage, like now you're after focusing as heavily as the Lakers did on youth and athleticism and free agency. Now, all of a sudden the three players that you acquire with two of your bigger transactions over the course of the off season, all those guys are super old, you know, that's, that's kind of suboptimal. But whatever, I, I I think the thing the point that I wanted to make here is that if the standard was only to get back into title contention and your bar is that high despite having LeBron James and Anthony Davis, then it feels like an excuse not to really go all in and to kind of half-ass it. And if there's one thing that... Uh, we have learned in this era of basketball where where the competition level is just at astounding levels, going half-assed just isn't going to do it. It's not going to cut it. And and I, if this is the return on a Russell Westbrook trade and, and the Lakers are one of those teams that are the team that facilitates Donovan Mitchell going to New York, it will feel, I don't know, kind of whatever. It's cool that we don't have to watch Russell Westbrook play anymore, but... It's not that this wouldn't be the kind of move that really like we, we keep on talking about whether the, the needle is going to move the the needle is just lying there flat as a result of this move. All right. Going to go a little shorter in this episode of the, the Lakers lowdown. Uh, I, here's the thing. It feels like a move is kind of sort of coming and I wanted to keep this one short just in case a move happens before it publishes and then if and when a move happens, I will hop right back on here and do an emergency episode. As the as it stands, the plan right now is to do a uh, spaces later this afternoon at noon Pacific time or around there somewhere. And then uh, I will be doing uh, the hook with Aaron on Friday. So that's the schedule as it stands right now. 
obviously things change as things change. Uh, But for right now, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.